Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today, Monday, May 17th. I can't believe it. It is already past the middle of May, and we are almost to summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. I don't know if that makes me happy. I don't know if that makes me giddy with excitement, but one way or another, the nicer, warmer weather for us anyway here in the Pacific Northwest is coming. We had a, uh, we had a taste of that over the weekend as it was a bright sunny day, both Saturday and Sunday, and then we returned to the clouds today. Perfect timing. I got a lot of gardening done this weekend, spent a lot of time out there in that sun, and um, now all the flowers and stuff that I did needs the water. So perfect timing, Mr. Rain, for your return to the Northwest. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know Asa out there, you were pretty busy over the weekend with parties, her daughter graduating from college and her grandson's birthday. So I know what she was doing all weekend. So tap in and let us know what you guys were up to this weekend and tell us how you felt over the weekend. Uh, today, what we're going to be talking about is the moon. We're going to look a little bit differently at the moon today. First, we're going to look at it through astrology and the connections she's making today, uh, or is she? And then the sign she's in. But then I'm going to move us over into human design and uh, give you a look at what gates the moon will be transiting through over the next couple of days uh, while the moon is in the sign of Leo. Then we'll take a look at our weekly transits, and then we'll take a look at the human uh, or the Pleiadian Earth energy and a couple of transits that are happening today. It's really kind of a quiet week, y'all. It's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be filled with changes and shifts and all of that. We had that the first couple of weeks. And while there is a big shift coming this week, it is from the sun moving into Gemini, which in all of the shifts isn't that big of a deal, right? We just move a little bit out of that uh, earthy Taurus energy and into the more mind-oriented, um, intellectual, maybe chatty <laughs> sign of Gemini. And of course, that means the sun will be joining Mercury and Venus that are already in Gemini and the North Node, the transiting destiny that is also in Gemini. So we'll wanna take a look at what that means. Uh, today, Venus will, is in a conjunction to that North Node. Sun is in a trine to Pluto. So we have some powerful stuff going on today. But all in all, it seems to be uh, energies that are pushing us somewhere. In, in, and not necessarily in a bad way, like, you know, that insistent pressure that sometimes planet Pluto can put on us. Um, it, it is a little bit, shall I say, gentler, but also maybe triggering some more emotion within us. Uh, for these next couple of days. And uh, then I want to see if I have enough time today. Uh, I, on Friday, after chatting with you all and telling you about the ascendant, my ascendant, um, Pluto's transit across my ascendant, no, opposite of my ascendant, uh, I started thinking, I wonder if we could see what that means by looking at the gate in my human design that the ascendant and descendant are sitting at. And I didn't get to the descendant yet because uh, I don't know, I just ran out of time. 
like outdoors was calling me. Uh, but uh, I did look at my ascendant. So now I want to see if maybe a couple of you might volunteer for us to take a peek at what your human design ascendant would be. Now, that's not something we normally see in human design, but it is something I want to test out. And uh, so shall we get on with it? First, let's go say good morning to everybody out there. Make sure I am yeah. broadcasting. I am. Amazing. Good morning, Tom. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Kathleen. Love the blue on you. Thank you. Good morning to you. Tom says, troll lives matter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Today I can laugh, Tom. Last week, though, I really wanted to just explode. Uh, Mimi, good morning to you. Christine Buckingham, good morning. And Asa out there uh, dressed up as Janet is living astrology. So thank you very much, Asa. Uh, namaste and good morning to the Cosmic Family, she says. Jennifer Peachy, good morning. Pauline, hello. Corey, hello. Augustina, hello. Erica Dorsey, good morning to you. Pauline says, yes, fascinating volunteer. Yes. Uh, Amy D, please. Yeah. Asa, take a list, please, of people that are volunteering for me. I didn't even think to say that. Uh, and Mimi's always game. I love it. And uh, game for us to use her as a as a tester. And um, Erica says, I'll volunteer currently looking up my human design. Awesome. Okay, so we have volunteers out there. But let's go to what I want to talk about first this morning, which is the whoops, that is not what I wanted to talk about over here we go. Um, today, the moon is in the sign of Leo. In fact, it just moved into Leo early this morning. So about 5 a.m. my time, so 8 a.m.-ish uh, for those of you on the East Coast. So it changes up the energy from uh, yesterday's more um, home tradition kind of, uh, <laughs> that's funny, I spent the whole weekend at home, uh, sort of energy to Leo's more extravagant and extroverted energy. So I want to look at that, and then I want to compare that to the gates in human design that Leo is uh, taking up in our charts. So it would be a good idea for you to have your astrology chart in front of you, or at least know where Leo is in your chart, and then have your human design chart out because we're gonna take a look at some specific things in that. Now, I just wanna remind you, what does the moon mean? Why do I spend time every day on a planet or a point, uh, a body that moves so quickly um, that uh, we have to look at it almost every couple of hours if we really want to know what degree it's at and what it happens to be touching. And the reason is that the moon rules our emotional nature. <clears throat> and as we are um, evolving to become more emotionally intelligent, the moon, of course, is the one piece that I can look at that speaks to emotion and how we are feeling. But it's more than the, the how we are feeling. It is what are we doing with the things that we are feeling? What are we doing with that emotion? It is about timing. The moon in um, astrology's the real benefit if you're going to look at predicting, let's say, uh, what day to hold your wedding or what day to do something uh, is the moon, right? The moon is very important in uh, the phase it's in. And also the um, connection that it's making to other planets and the sign it's in. So if you're predicting something or you want to know what's the best day to have a picnic or the best day, it's probably bigger than that, weddings, that kind of thing, the moon is going to be very important. Most astrologers will look at that first. And then, of course, the planet that rules whatever the event might be. So timing is huge with the moon. And then how well 
or how we are going to respond to other people's emotions and how other people are going to be responding to our emotions is something else that the moon rules and it's worth looking at on a daily basis. So today with the moon in Leo, here are some of the areas of our lives where timing our emotional nature and how we interact with one another emotionally will be triggered by love and romance. Number one, right? Leo is the sign of love and romance. It rules the fifth house in the natural Zodiac wheel, and it has uh, a connection to children and dating and all things to do with how we begin relationships, usually in the romance department. <clears throat> so it also can rule if affairs or the shorter term romances that we have. It is the house of children as well that it rules. So the fifth house of children, but it's not, it can be about the having of children, but it's usually more about how we relate to the childlike qualities within each other or how we relate to the world with that childlike enthusiasm that comes up in the sign of Leo. Creativity is another spot that uh, Leo dominates, especially creative projects, uh, enthusiasm for those products or projects, and the uh, passion to which that we express ourselves while we are doing something that we really love. Artistic expression is included in that, um, but Leo is, you know, they're really very clear about the self-expression piece, and that's part of what gets caught up in their creative energy. It is a sign known for giving love, loyalty, generosity, uh, bringing joy to others, uh, encouraging others, and kindness. This is all Leo operating in its highest. We haven't gotten to the shadow yet, so this is Leo operating in its most highest expression. And then we have celebration fun, playing, games, vacations, recreation time, risks for excitement, doing the things that, you know, are exciting to us that just crack our hearts open. Those are the, the celebrations, let's say, of our lives that Leo generates for us. Uh, it is a sign known for determination, and that determination is uh, strength. It gives them a strength of purpose. It gives them that ability to focus and concentrate energy to that which they are involved in at the time. Then um, they will follow through perhaps with the, or the, they have the ability to follow through. So this is like someone who is uh, getting into character and they stay in that character, right? Leo has that kind of ability to stay in, in the character or stay on purpose or stay on task. They're resolute. They have stamina. Everything that we think of when we're thinking of the animal that represents Leo, the lion, the strength, the purpose. Um, and then I'm going to say the word lazy, but that's not exactly the best word, but then they, they move back into their restful position, right? I watch my cat, little cats, right? The little, um, the little expressions of Leo, how they're up and they're playful and they want all of your attention. And then pretty soon they don't give a wit about you, right? They're like, I'm going to take a nap now and leave me alone. I don't want to play with my mouse now. And that's kind of the energy that we have here. The emotional flow 
is that we're all in for the play. We're all in for having some fun. And then, you know, it's almost like then we need to go take our nap or go do something else. And then we could care less. So it is an energy sometimes that wobbles between the expression of enthusiasm and passion. And then the more quiet space of uh, now I'm going to take a nap or I'm just going to sit here and watch everybody else play. <laughs> The shadow energy of Leo is the one that we really need to watch for. It is about pride and arrogance and narcissism in its very uh, most negative expression. It, it can be, I, if you guys know me, I don't necessarily think of self-centeredness as something that's a negative, but a lot of times you will hear that the negative energy of Leo is self-centered. Um, I would rather say it's more selfish then self-centered as an issue, because I think the whole idea for us is to become self-centered so that we are centered so that we can share of ourselves with other people. Um, but they can also be bossy and they can be extravagant and, you know, extravagant, we would think is very positive, but sometimes that can be a drain on their finances or on their energy because they're giving away too much in the body. Um, Leo rules the spine. So the back, the whole, uh, the, the correlation is that maybe back issues, low spine issues, or anything to do with our posture might have some connection to Leo in your chart. The heart is also ruled by Leo, right? So the heart uh, and the heart's health, uh, all Leo territory, inflammation in the body is also a Leo function, as well as exhaustion, specifically heat exhaustion. So we need to take care of our hearts, we need to take care of our backs. And if you're noticing any of those issues, then it's a possible correlation to maybe the moon move through Leo in your chart, or a longer term focus of those on uh, those Leo planets that you might have. So taking a look there to see what might be happening. Uh, okay, so that gives us the energy of the moon through astrology for today, tomorrow, and then part of uh, Wednesday. Now, let's take a look at what that looks like in human design, because when we shift to human design, I think sometimes we can pull a little bit more um, definition out of uh, what's happening for us during the period of time. This is where you'll need your human design chart if you so care to do that. And I'm going to share my screen with everybody. If you do it the right way, it works best. So let's see, I'm going to have to go here. Yes, because I left it. Okay, so uh, somebody let me know. Asa, by text, will you tell me if you guys are seeing the human design chart um, on the screen? Maybe I'll just stop sharing and reshare it because it didn't want to share the right way to start with. There we go. All right, now I know you should be seeing it, so thank you. Uh, now we have uh, six gates that we are contending with with Leo energy. And Leo energy starts at the gate 56, some of the, the very later degrees of the gate 56. I, I, my terminology is cuspy 56. So that's on the throat center. And the gate here is called the gate of uh, the storyteller. There's a lot of energy in this gate for telling a story. Look at the throat is highly um, charged up with Leo energy. So today we're gonna have the gate 56. Yes, we see. Awesome. Thank you. So we're seeing the gate 56 and then the move later today into the gate 31. Uh, 
The gate 31 is a leadership gate. And then we move to the gate 33, another storytelling gate, the narrative here, the gate of the narrative. And then we go back to another leadership gate, the gate seven. So we're toggling between stories and leadership energy. And then the last two gates that the moon will hit while it's in Leo is going to be the gate four, the gate of answers, and the gate 29, the gate of commitment. Now, I want to break these down for you in a little bit different way today, in a way that maybe be may be a little confusing for you. Because mostly we haven't talked much about circuitry in human design, and this is going to have to do with circuitry. So let me describe circuitry. If you have a motherboard uh, in your computer and you've ever looked at that board, if you've ever had the opportunity to see it, you see it is made up of a bunch of little tiny circuits that are all interconnected by wires. And the same thing kind of happens in your human design. There are sets of gates that are all connected via the circuitry. So they all tend to have a, 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 a similar theme, let's say, um, a, a sub-theme in the uh, circuit it's in. And there are three major circuitries. The first one we're gonna talk about is individual circuitry. We're not gonna get deep into this, by the way. Uh, individual circuitry, tribal circuitry, and then collective circuitry. When we talk about individual circuitry, much as it sounds, it's very individualized. Its purpose is more uh, for the individual to be exerting their uniqueness out into the world. Often the people that have a lot of individual circuitry in their chart will tell me things like, I don't seem to fit in. Nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. Um, I feel like I just got plopped down onto this planet and I'm searching for my people, right? They're, they feel like a fish out of water here. And that's the purpose of the individual circuitry. It's to make you become an individual and to express your personal energy out into the world. When we're looking at the second circuitry, tribal, tribal circuitry is all about love, the love of individuals as we gather together in family, in community, in nation, and uh, it, it's the energy of learning how we show up in those circumstances in a loving way. So tribal circuitry is off. There's a couple of different sub-circuits here. One is the defense circuit where we see the masculine on one side that leads from the sacral over to the emotional center. And then we have the uh, feminine side that is from the sacral over to the spleen. And so the, the tribal circuitry in the defense circuit is all about how we take care of one another, how we grow our young, how we reproduce first of, uh, is on the masculine side, and then how we take care and nurture uh, the children, the, uh, the tribe on the feminine side and on the masculine side, how we protect, uh, the tribe and its resources. And on the other side, the feminine side, how we teach and how we live out our values and how we determine, um, how everybody gets fed. So the feminine's energy is really about, caring and feeding and clothing and teaching and passing on values and determining what the values are. And the masculine side's purpose is about reproduction and protection, making sure that the tribe is supported or the family is supported. 
So then in the other part of the tribal circuitry, it's called the economic circuitry or the ego circuitry, where it talks about how we distribute funds and how we uh, distribute resources throughout the tribe or throughout the community. And a part of that has to do with business, but another part of it has to do with our personal resources and how we share those. Now, the collective circuitry is, as you might expect, a bigger universal look at loving energy. And the energy of love here is about building the templates, the, um, the structures and forms that support society, that support the human family or to support the planet, if you will. So the collective energy is more concerned about what's going on in the bigger picture of the planet. So they're usually involved in the laws and the regulations and the rules that are going to protect people, that are going to protect the earth, that are going to protect the animals, etc. So those are our three big circuits. Now, when we look at Leo energy, so we've already looked at the gates. So we have these gates that we know of. Let's look at the centers that these gates are in first, and then we'll look at the circuitries that are involved here. The, um, the first gate, the gate 56, is on the throat center. 33 is on the throat center and 31. So the first three gates that we hit in Leo are throat center gates. Remember, we just talked last week about the moon in Gemini and how the moon in Gemini was all throat energies, right? And then we get into Cancer and we have a couple, two throat energies. We have an overlap with Leo and Cancer at gate 56. So a part of the human story here has to do with Cancer and protection and security and safety. Now, the other part of the story here in Leo is about the, the, the creativity, right? The expressing of our individualism. So we have that happening here at the gate 56 on the throat center. The next one, the gate 31 is a gate of leadership on the throat center. And this isn't just, this is not authoritarian or dictatorship energy. This is democratic leadership, elected leadership, right? Where we're voting for, or we're all agreeing to the leader. And the leader isn't doing a power grab, right? So a leader is often, uh, probably a good leader is often one who sees the value of all the people that they are uh, working with and elevates everyone as, in the group and doesn't just take the reins and run with it. So in the gate 31, we're often dealing with the leader or the leader within us. And how do we wanna show up in that role? And because it's on the throat center, the throat center must be invited out of you, right? That's the key with the throat is that the, um, whether it's defined or open, it always works best with that invitation to be uh, asked to speak or to be asked to be the leader or to be voted in as a leader, for example. So this particular energy on the throat is about leadership. And then we go back to the third uh, gate on the throat, which is the gate 33, another gate of the story. But this is more, <clears throat> this is more the, uh, let's see, this is in the collective sensing circuit. And I'll go back to the others and talk about them. But I want to talk about this one because in the sensing circuit, it's about how we feel. And it's interesting because none of these gates are connected to the emotional center. So it is really uh, about the experiences that we've had that and how we tell that story. So, and it can be 
the story that we're telling can be something that we don't even think about. Why are we telling that story? Right. It's not what I feel now, perhaps. I mean, maybe it's a story of something that happened years ago. The emotion is gone, but we're still telling the story. And as we tell the story, we evoke the emotion of the past. So the gate 33 is often involved with us uh, rewriting the narrative, right? Retelling the story, if you will. So telling the story about, yeah, that happened to us and it was horrible in the process. We, you know, we had to go uh, through all of these different steps, but now in retrospect, I can see exactly how that benefited all of us and how it changed our lives. So we retell the story with a positive spin, if you will, in gratitude. Uh, it is a gratitude gate. Uh, partly it's also a gate of forgiveness, and those are some of the more subtle energies here. The gate of, of 33 is a gate of forgiveness, forgiving ourselves and others for the things that have happened. And forgiving here is about just suspending judgment about what has happened or about, you know, the things that you did wrong in the past or the, th the wrongs that were done to you in the past and living a new story, right? Telling that new story. Then when we get down here, the next center, oh, I forgot to highlight that center or maybe I did, it's just so light. Um, this is the identity center. So the identity center is also engaged by Leo energy. And it is the gate of leadership as well, but it's leadership sort of from behind the leader. So the power behind the throne, if you will. And this particular energy, think of like uh, the president of, of the country or your, the person at the highest top of the the country as we think of as the leader, this is the person who would be their chief of staff. This would be the person who sets the schedule, who gets to see the leader and what the leader may be doing that day. So uh, this is leadership in support of the leader, if you will. So leadership from behind the throne is also involved with Leo energy. The gate four up here is now engaging the Ajna and the Ajna is the center of the mind. So we could just call this the mind and the mind's gate four is about answers, answers to questions. The gate four, um, when asked a question will often come up with an answer, but whether or not it's the correct answer is the question, right? But it can take, and this is part of the logic circuit which is in the collective uh, end of things. So in the collective circuitry, we have the logic circuit. And so the gate four is part of logic thinking, right? Thinking about um, seeing patterns and making connections. So the gates, gate four's answering might have to do with experiences from the past and it brings the past forward and fits, finds the answer for something that the question has addressed. So the gate four is part of Leo, and then the gate 29 is on the sacral, and really very early Leo energy is where we have the gate 29, and it is the collective sensing circuit as well, and it is the gate of commitment. So the gate 29 says yes, and it might want to say yes to everything. So toward the end of our Leo um, transit here. So let's see, today's Monday will probably be sometime on Wednesday. Uh, I could probably tell you what it is actually on Wednesday, the 19th. Aha, yes, on Wednesday, the 19th, the moon will be at the gate 29. Watch what you say yes or no to, 
right? What are you committing your energy to or holding your energy back from? Uh, because that's going to be the big question for us at that period of time, just very early or very late into Leo, we end up with the gate 29. So what are we committed to? And saying yes is a function of tapping into your type and strategy and also your authority so that you say yes to the correct things. Now let's go back to our um, circuitry question. So when we're looking at Leo energy, we have all of the energies in Leo in the collective circuitry, all of it, everyone. The logic sensing uh, circuits are in the circuitry called the collective circuitry. So everything to do with Leo energy has a collective uh, feeling to it. Uh, Leo energy is here to learn about universal love, right? Leo energy is about the bigger organizing principle behind the universe, the energy of love. So when it is uh, the, the energy of love in an astrology chart in the fifth house, right? Love and romance was the very first thing we talked about with Leo. It is love between individuals, but it really rises to the level of the collective uh, energy of love, which we could say is universal love. So when we're talking about Leo energy, once a month, the moon is moving through all of the gates of uh, all of the degrees of Leo, and it's time for us to focus on love energy, but not just the love between us as individuals, but the love of uh, the bigger order of love. I hope that makes sense to everybody. Uh, I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a minute and check in and see how everybody's doing with that. Asa, I'm sorry if you, uh, no, I just don't have any questions. Well, let's see here, go back to the video. All right, so uh, good morning, Ursula. She says, my volunteer hand is raised too. Debbie Tippett's to me, good morning to you. Game, I'm game as uh, Amy says. Okay, so those are all people that are looking at their, their, um, rising signs. Uh, Pauline, bossy leader, yes, spine, posture, heart, health concerns, Leo's fixed energy, there is that as well. Fixed energy just means that it's willing to stay, to stay the course. So remember when I said it has strength of purpose, it had focus and concentration, it had stamina, it was resolute, enduring, persevering, tenacious, determined, all of those words are sort of synonyms of one another. And it, they're qualities that come because Leo is a fixed sign. So in some ways, the other fixed signs will also have that same kind of quality. And uh, that, that quality is uh, in Taurus and in Aquarius and in Scorpio. So there we have that. Uh, okay, JLo, good morning to you. Amy D, what was gate seven? I think I missed it. It is the gate of leadership, but power behind the throne, right? So the gate sevens, um, sort of the, the supporting role behind, of, behind the leader. So the sevens often work from behind the scene, scenes to work to support leadership. All right, I hope that helps. Ursula says, your lesson on human design circuitry this morning is ringing bells within me. Tribal circuitry over here as Mother Ursula, indeed. Right, so when we're looking at, I mean, I hope you guys are seeing this, but this connection with your human design is all about love. 
every circuit has an energy around love. In the individual circuitry, we have the love of the individual and the love that the individual brings in how they express their passion, their joy, um, their expertise, their knowledge, their wisdom with the world. Their job is to go out and mutate the tribe. That's what the, the love energy here is devoted to individuals who raise the vibration of the planet by living out their truth and living through their authentic selves. Even if it costs them that feeling of, I don't feel like I fit in, right? But that's what they're here to do, right? The love in the tribal circuitry is all about the love that supports the tribe. And love includes discipline. It includes food. It includes shelter. It includes rearing the children, educating the children, teaching the values, and demanding that we live up to the values so that everybody in the tribe, weakest to the strongest, all have access to all of the, the resources that the tribe has. And in the masculine side of that, it is about going out and making sure that that happens. It is the protection of our values. It is the protection of the children and the, the weaker members of the tribe, as well as production in terms of bringing in the resources and also bringing in the children, right? Without, without the uh, masculine energy, we don't have children. So we, and same with the feminine, I mean, they have to work together here. So tribal energy is really about the love that supports the tribe and and to ursula's point it really is kind of mother bear sort of energy on the feminine side and on the masculine side it is the warrior right the warrior energy so we have uh that is the tribal love is about the care and nurturing of all of the human family and how we go out and uh connect with other tribes or other nations or other um communities in our um the areas that we live in. And then in the collective circuitry, the love is that universal love, the, the bigger um, order of love, right, where we are putting in the structures and the forms and the rules and the laws and the regulations that protect the collective uh, so that no uh, one group can go out and let's say decimate the environment, right? So we have the the environmental protections fall under the collective circuitry. Sustainability is one of the things we see in that collective circuitry. So I love it. Great, great observation, Miss Ursula. And all of us, by the way, have all three likely of these circuits in our charts. What I do with people when I'm coaching them is we go through and we determine which of the circuitry you have the most of, because that's your driving force in your uh, life. And it is often that we see that we have these conundrums, right? These places where uh, the, the two energies, maybe you have tribal energy and, and individual energy. And so parts of yourself are often trying to support the tribe, but you also have to play your own role and sing your own song in all of that. And so those things can come together and create this place where we are bumping up against ourselves, creating a conundrum. Um, Pauline asked how to decide if you are individual versus tribal. Uh, what the way to do that is you have to know which of the gates are tribal, which of the gates are, uh, well, each of the circuits. So you can do that if you um, know which of those things you have. So, for, and it's, it's complex. I do it with seven different worksheets and I just have you outline 
what gates are where, and then the, the preponderance of numbers is really what we're looking at. So in my chart, for example, I have a preponderance of the sensing circuit, which is a part of the collective. So a part of me is very much out here in the collective, working to support uh, communities um, and the health, uh, universal love, all of that. But the other part of me is individual. And that part is often at odds with the collective part. The, the individual part is where I need some, I need that time alone to, to support myself, to um, tap into what's true for me, to, to remember who I am and what I'm here to do so that I can be a part of the collective and uh, does that. So it's, it's more complex than what we can just do here talking today. Um, Pauline connecting to the feminine side of men, women connect to the masculine side since shift in both couples working. We're not talking about women and men so much as we're talking about those energies, right? The masculine energy and the feminine energy, which are embodied in all of us. We all have all of the human design chart. So we all have the masculine and the feminine side in the energy of the chart. How it's defined is what you're more likely to express. So, you know, if you're a woman and you have the 59.6 defined, you've got a lot of masculine characteristics, but expressed through the feminine body template that you are uh, in. If you have a lot of feminine energy and you're in a masculine body, you're expressing a lot of the feminine energies. And likely we have one or two of each, right? It's not a very big circuit. It's a pretty small circuit made up of four gates that, that, the tribal circuitry is bigger, certainly, but the, the, the circuits that talk about masculine and feminine are really in the, just in, in four gates in your human design. So uh, I saw another question here. What was the question that Pauline asked? We're good, Erica, we're going to work on the ascendant thing here in just a minute. So, oh, how to decide whether it's tribal or not. Okay, so we answered that question. It's a deeper thing than I can do just here on the, on the, in the morning show. Uh, does whole house chart tell you, no, you're missing the point all together there, Pauline, the, the, the collective and tribal circuitries are only in your human design chart the astrology doesn't have that built into it, but I suppose you could go and look at the gates that you have defined, trace down what sense or what circuit that it belongs to, trace down what sign it belongs to and make the connection. And actually I'm in the process of working. Uh, I have like information overload here, but uh, I have a lot of this that I'm working on. I'm not sure how I'm gonna work that into either a course a webinar or in the morning show. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of piecemealing it together for you here. Um, but it, there's just some really interesting correlations when you start to do that, but it's a little complex. So we need to know some of the building blocks before we can get to how do we put that whole story together. Uh, but we'll eventually be able to do that. And let's see, Erica, we're going to do that in a minute. Pauline says, got it. Good, good, good. So um, any other questions that I missed here? Let me take a look and see. Asa and Pauline, I got that one. Okay, perfect. 
So now let's transition over since we are on the human design subject. Um, in human design, if you look at your chart, there is nothing that says ascendant. There's nothing that says de descendant. There's nothing that says midheaven. And there's nothing that says nadir. Those are the four angles in astrology. And yet I happen to be listening to somebody, uh, gosh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, and they mentioned something about their ascendant was at gate something or another. And it just kind of stuck, I guess, in my head. And then on Friday, after I did the morning show, I was talking about the fact that my cancer ascendant is at 26 degrees and Pluto is sitting at 26 degrees of Capricorn, exactly opposite. It's putting a lot of pressure for me to transform my personal self and in alignment with uh, the person I am in the mirror, right? See through relationships, through the collective, etc. And after the show, I went, I wonder if I can trace down what gate my ascendance in. Well, of course I know I can. I have two books that will help me do that. One I've got called the book of lines. And I've talked about this book before. It's written by Chaitan Parkin. And in it, there is a human design mandala this thing it's on the front page and if you notice let's see if i can hold this so you guys can all see it so let's look we've been talking about leo right so here's how i found the gates that were in leo here's the dividing line right here it starts at the gate 56 and you can just bear maybe i can draw that in a little bit darker so that everybody can see that and There we go. Let's see. Now, can you guys see that better? So this darker brown line here is the opening of Leo. You see Leo's symbol here. And here's the closing of Leo as far as it's concerned in the human design. So it takes up from gate 56 to gate 31 to 33 to 7 to 4 to 29. So that's where I got all the gates for Leo energy. All right. You could do that with any sign. So if you wanted to know what the Scorpio signs where you just find Scorpio on the wheel here, and where did you go, Scorpio? You're up here. Um, Scorpio looks like it begins at the gate. Well, I know it begins at the gate 50, and it ends at the gate 14. So we're over here with the symbol of Scorpio, okay? So you start there. And then if you know the degree of your rising sign, Right. So I know mine was at 26 degrees, zero minutes of cancer. So I went to, to inside this book, I went to, um, so logically, right. Let's do logic. If we're looking at the sign of cancer, it's going to be the later gates. 26 degrees is toward the end of the sign. So I knew it had to be one of the later gates of cancer, which happened to be either the gate 62 or the gate 56. So here's cancer, right? So the 62 and the 56 were the closest to the end of, of cancer. It wasn't the gate 56. I looked that up and it wasn't there. So, uh, and how you look that up is you just go to the gate in this book. So I went to the gate 56 and 56, there we go, down in this bottom little corner you see where it says astrological positions. And you see that it starts at 26 degrees, 22 minutes, 30 seconds of cancer. Well, my cancer rising is 26 degrees, zero minutes. So it wasn't this gate. So then I went, okay, the other gate was 62. 
Now I know it's at 62 because it's so close, uh, it would have to be. So then when I went to the gate 62, down here in the same bottom piece, you see that uh, down at the bottom, the gate, oh, come on, focus in, was, why are you out of focus? Probably because I'm moving, but anyway, you can't see it because it's out of focus, but it's the 26 degrees in here in the sixth line. So that was a complex way for us to find it out, right? So this is probably why they don't use it. And it's definitely not marked on the uh, charts anywhere, but we can find it if we just know where to look. So that's how I found it. So my a rising sign is at the gate 62. So I went straight to the gene keys, right? The gene keys are gonna give me the depth of what it is I was experiencing in that particular sign. And it was pretty amazing, the correlation, but, but I gotta test this out. So this is where you all as uh, guinea pigs, if you will, uh, come into play here. So uh, Asa, who was my first, did you give me a list here? Um, okay, so she's typing to me. So I'm assuming I'm gonna get a list here of people. Uh, Erica, let's start with you since I likely have your chart close at hand. So the first thing I'm gonna do, Erica, is I'm gonna find your chart. So bear with me for one moment while I, did we do an astrology chart for you, Erica Dorsey, right? D, 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 Dorsey. There you are. And Erica, is it okay if I, I'm assuming since you said you wanted to be a, um, a guinea pig here for me, that you're okay with me putting your chart up on the screen. So here in just a minute, then I'm gonna show you how to find your ascendant in your astrology chart. Let me share. the screen. There we go. So this is Erica's chart. And the ascendant is always going to be in the first house. I'm using the whole sign system for uh, the houses. So the whole sign, she's got an Aries rising sign here. You see the letters AC. She has a nine degree, 26 minute. I'm going to write that down because sometimes the minutes count. At least it did in my chart. So nine degree, 26 minute rising sign or ascendant. They're just interchangeable terms at nine degrees of 26 or 26 minutes of Aries. So Aries gates. So we're going to look, I'm going to look at the mandala, right? And I'm going to see where Aries is. And Aries begins... Uh, at the gate 25, this is pretty far into, you know, nine degrees in. So I'm gonna guess it's at the gate 51. Let's see, Miss Erica, if it's at the gate 51. Nope, that's too far in. So it's gonna be the gate 21, most likely. Nine degrees, 26 minutes. Ooh, it's a good thing I had the minutes because you're gonna be one of those signs like me where it makes a difference. So you are actually a gate 17. Wow. So Erica, your Aries rising is at gate 17. 
the Ajna. So the gate 17 is on the Ajna, the, the center that is uh, second down from the head. And you are like within four minutes of changing from that gate to the next one. So nine degrees, 30 minutes is the extent of, of that gate. And yours is at nine degrees, 26 minutes. And by the way, the rising sign can only be as exact as the birth time is. So if you're someone who guessed what your birth time is, uh, you know, because you heard it was somewhere around 6 a.m. kind of thing, we could be wrong here. That's how, that's how specific this is, right? If we don't have the correct birth time, we're going to be off on the ascendant, and that's going to make the gate be off, perhaps. So when we look at the gate 17, uh, it is a gate on the, head, on the Ajna center, so it's about the mind. So the rising sign for you is someone, uh, your personality, right, is the rising sign or the ascendant. The um, ascendant talks about how, what you look like, uh, your viewpoint, how you see the world, but it's often the mask that you put on based on how you see yourself that you want to show to others. So it's a pretty important part of the chart to be left out of a conversation, even in human design. So when we look at the gate 17, it's called the gate of opinions. And it's a gate where, and this is, by the way, in logic as well, the logic circuitry. So it seeks understanding, it wants to know, and it seeks patterns. And then it, when it sees that pattern, it seeks to go out and prove it. What they forget is that um, information like that is opinion until it's proven as fact. And so that means that when you're speaking to other people from off the top of your head and you're, you're talking opinions, um, you have to understand that those are not yet proven facts. And you're speaking maybe from your own experience or you're speaking from uh, a part of yourself that may not be in that may not be based in fact, but more based in opinions, if that makes sense. This is a, a, a sign or a gate that likes to debate and has uh, discussions around different beliefs and things like that. And you may be um, very opinionated um, and you may also be someone who is very invested in what your opinions are. On the other hand, if we go to the far side of that energy, it could be opinionless where you just don't exert anything out there into the world about who you are. Now, yours is in the specific uh, gate about being the bodhisattva, attuning to the higher levels of human consciousness. And it's the, um, a bodhisattva is uh, an enlightened being, right? Um, you are someone who has opinions that are likely coming from uh, some memory or some higher level consciousness, but there's no proof of it. So it's difficult. You could say things like, in my opinion, um, but you're here to honor uh, all opinions, not just your own. And that's a lesson that you'll learn from that rising sign. And of course, please let us know in the chat how you think that measures up to um, your experience in your life. And let's see who was next. God, time flies. Mimi, let's look at you, Mimi. Mimi, Mimi. And just one second, Mimi. There you are. Mm 
Mimi, your ascendant is 2333 of Aries. So we have you with an Aries rising. So 2333. So 23 degrees, 33 minutes. And that's going to put us further in. So let's see if that was at 51 or 42. Uh, it's definitely not 51. So 42 was 2333. Oh, gosh, yes. And that's in the fourth line. So the gate 42, oops, I didn't share this. Hold on, let me share the screen. There we go, Mimi. Okay, so here's your ascendant right here in Aries in the whole sign system, 23 degrees, 33 minutes. And it's at the gate 42, which the gate 42 in a human design chart sits, let me see if I can get this in there. It sits on the sacral and it's on the sacral moving down toward the root center. Let me see if I, there we go. So here's our sacral center right here and it's moving down to uh, the root center. And the gate 42 is um, called in, in, um, in human design, we're often calling this the gate of celebration, right? It's the gate of completion. So your rising sign is in a gate that's uh, about you growing your life through completions, meaning um, you're someone who is able to come in at any place in a project and come in and take it to its completion. That's where your specific um, uh, abilities lie, let's say. And you can catalyze growth for others by coming in and seeing, oh, hey, this is what you need to be able to finish this up. So that's a part of your personality. And it was in the fourth line, which is being trustworthy, giving sensible counsel that serves one and all. Your opportunist nature often finds you mediating the fulfillment of growth for everyone. So a part of your personality is about bringing people to closures or bringing uh, things, helping people see how they could bring something to a completion so that they too can celebrate at the end of a project or at the end of something well done, right? So, and it's because of your ability, I think, to just sort of stay aloof a bit or um, not to be so passionately involved with something that you can be objective, look in and see and help finish something, accomplishing something, helping others accomplish. So completion is an important part of your personality. Uh, so I'm going to stop sharing that one. Does that make sense to you? Um, Mimi, let me know or let, you know, Asa know. Um, Pauline, you're next. So let's take a look here. And it doesn't, by the way, there is no, I said it first and I get to go first kind of thing. It's not like that at all. We're just doing charts for people as many as I can possibly do. Um, and it isn't necessarily first come first serve, right? That, that's just not how we work here. Um, because anybody can just jump out and say something at the beginning of the show once I open my mouth. And then, uh, yeah, so we try to do as many as we can. Let's just say we'll make it as fair as we can. Now, Pauline, I have you under Blenner. So I'm assuming that's correct for you. Now your ascendant is at 2303, 2303 of Leo. 
So let me share my chart with that on it, or my screen with that on it. This one. Now, here is Leo. So you're one of the people that would have been interested, I'm guessing, in what we were talking about this morning, because Leo is your uh, rising sign. It's also where Uranus is in your chart. So your Uranus and your ascendant may be very much in the same gate. So if you have your human design chart, look at the gate that uh, Uranus is in. And let's look at 23 of Leo. So you're going to be toward the end of that Leo. I'm going to guess gate four. I'm so good. You are indeed in the fifth line of the gate four. And the gate four is about mental solutions. So we talked about answers, right? It's looking the pursuit of answers. And no wonder you doggedly look for uh, information on your human design, on astrology, on spirituality, and through various things, you're like a dog hot on the trail of something that you're looking for. And that is the mental pursuit of answers. And part of your personality then is asking questions and um, pu pushing forward to find those answers. But being quick with the solutions or being quick with answers doesn't necessarily solve problems. So you have to be able to uh, step back sometimes out of the field of asking those questions so that you can see where the answers actually are. And the answers may be, you may be too close, in other words, to the answers. And that was in the fifth line for you. So the fifth line for you is about being broad-minded. So your ascendant really pulls you to look at the bigger picture, solving difficulties by being open to any and all resources. And with a gift for problem solving, you sometimes diminish others' lack of ability to understand. Um, now, before you get hurt about that, that doesn't mean that you, that's a negative. It means that you're so quick to bring answers to people from what you've discovered or what you've studied or what you, from the questions that you yourself have answered, that sometimes it squelches their ability to see and seek those answers for themselves. So you could benefit by allowing people to find, maybe offering up resources uh, to where they can find information, but without answering the questions for them directly. So I hope that helps. Um, Jay Lowe, Pauline was first. Okay, so let's see who's next here. I lost my list totally, Asa. Pauline, Mimi, Erica, Christine Buckingham, Amy D and Ursula. Oh gosh, well, maybe for another day, ladies, because it's already after, uh, it's at, at nine o'clock. Um, Yeah, maybe we'll take this up on Wednesday. And so I'll save my list for me, Asa. And we'll do uh, Christine, Amy, Ursula, and JLo on Wednesday. Okay, so we can split this up a bit. In the meantime, all of you that I, who I just named also know your own human design charts, right? You also know your own astrology. So go to your astrology chart find the degree of your rising sign and see if you have this book, because that may be you need this book possibly or um, something like it to be able to find it. Um, the degree that your rising sign goes to as a gate. If you have that, then I invite you to do your own research. See if you can figure it out. 
but we will talk about that again on Wednesday when I'm here. Uh, in the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day. Uh, we'll also have to talk about what else is going on in the week because we spent a lot of time on human design today. Uh, so maybe I'll post that up for you all later. Take care.